Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hi, everyone. Well, Mara, we have to start with the harrowing story about Days of Our Lives alum James Lastovic, who played Joey. So his mother, Lucienne, posted on Instagram that he and his roommate were missing in Hawaii after asking for directions to a state park that had hiking trails and cliff diving nearby. So the duo didn't return their rental car and missed their flight, so understandably, his mother was panicked. Fortunately, they were found, um, but had lost their way while hiking. Um, His mom posted on her account that she was told the last person who went missing in that park was never found, which is just such a scary thought. But of course, all's well that ends well. Um, I mean, it made headline news all over the world, um, and we're just so happy that James is alive and well. Uh, But in some sad news, Anne Flood, best known as Nancy Carr on Edge of Night, passed away at the age of 87. Uh, Something to know about me, I was not only a big Edge of Night fan, but Nancy and Mike were totally my jam. They were my favorite couple. Um, And when Anne wrapped in 1984, she had the distinction of being the longest tenured actress on the show. Um, And Edge wasn't her only daytime credit. She also appeared on Another World, All My Children, As the World Turns, One Life to Live, and Search for Tomorrow. So that is our real life news. And on camera, there's different kinds of drama unfolding on General Hospital, and you have the story. Yeah, this is going to be a huge week on General Hospital, and I can sum up why in two words, Holly Sutton. The wait is finally over, and Emma Sams is going to be back on screen about two years after Robert got word of Holly's so-called death. I've spoken to both Tristan Rogers, who plays Robert and Emma, and it's going to be a bumpy ride, as they say, but filled with really juicy drama for these iconic characters. Something Tristan really emphasized to me is that this story moves fast. I think it's one of those miss a day, miss a lot moments, which I am all for. And he also noted that for longtime fans, the way they've plotted this arc is going to be cool because it's really, really vet focused. And on top of that, Robert's other ex-wife, Anna, is going to be the subject of a shocking twist involving Lucy. And I just have to say how much I have enjoyed what has really felt to me like the best use of Lucy in a storyline in many, many years. Her shenanigans with Victor and Anna and Valentine have been utterly priceless. And I adore Lynn Herring and I adore Lucy. And it's just been wonderful to see her at her Lucy best. Oh, I could not agree more. And I mean, I feel old when I say this, but nothing beats seeing the vets on any show, but especially General Hospital for me, because it's the first soap I was really a fan of. And that was in 1981. So all of these names and faces still mean so much to me and my soap experience. And I just love when they are featured on camera. 
Uh, now in other soap news, over Days of Our Lives, Brady will dump Chloe at Kristen's behest. Um, on Young and the Restless, Diane makes a confession to Jack, and there will be some baby news for Tessa and Mariah. And on Bold and Beautiful, Carter and Katie are going to kiss, which I find to be very interesting. Uh, you know, with Quinn gone, Carter needs someone, and Heather Thomas back after directing Dynasty, and she certainly needs something to do. So let's see where that goes. Uh, we will also see Denise Richards back as Shauna as part of that story. Well, I, for one, feel terrible for Carter, and I want every beautiful woman in Los Angeles to come to his aid. Katie and Shauna are certainly a good start. And speaking of beautiful women, our guest today is one of the most stunning and talented women in the soap universe. It's Michelle Morgan, a.k.a. YNR's Amanda, who recently announced that she made the decision to go from contract to recurring status. I am so excited to chat with her about that and everything else going on in her life. Well, let's get her on the line and check in and get all the scoop. Hi, Michelle. Hi. How are you, Stephanie? How you doing? I'm good. Good. Cozy at home. <laughs> Wonderful. So are we. We thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> for so many reasons, we're so thrilled to be talking with you today, but we have to start by offering you our most sincere congratulations on your history-making Emmy victory earlier this year when you became the first Black actress to win in the lead actress category. So if you would indulge us, can you take us back to Emmy Day? And first of all, how are you feeling about your odds of victory? Oh, well, firstly, firstly, I want to just say thank you. Thank you for that. Congratulations. It was a big win. And I, I feel so honored to um, have accepted that award, especially during this time. So it was, that was awesome. Um, but to go back to that day, um, I mean, the odds were, I, I mean, they weren't in my favor. <laughs> from history. Um, so when I found out that I'd be the first Black actress to win this award, I was kind of a little taken back by that. But then there was a moment of, I just felt so at peace. And I kind of felt like maybe this was kind of part of my journey. And I started to slowly just kind of accept that that could really be a reality. And that's the reason why I thought about my speech a little bit. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I got I to gotta at least have something that I want to say. Um, but yeah, I didn't write anything down, but I, I did give it some thought. <laughs> well, when you picture yourself like arriving to the red carpet, how were your nerves? Um, I was surprisingly, I feel like not as nervous as I used to be, especially like my first nomination, I was super nervous. And then I think at this one, there was a feeling of kind of coming into my own, I think on the show, being on the show for such a long time, doing so many of these red carpets and these Emmy events and in all different ways on Zoom and all this, this craziness. <laughs> that it was exciting to just be there and be back with all of my friends and for it to be televised. And and I surprisingly didn't feel that nervous. And funny enough, I when I was kind of like, almost like envisioning myself, because like I like to do, you know, vision board things and manifestation things. And so when I was kind of like, okay, if this is a reality, this is gonna happen. I always saw myself in a red dress as strange as it was and no red dresses were coming to me it was all these other designers and they were different dresses but i was like okay you know i'll pick one none of them fit and the day before um i called a good friend of mine who knows a bunch of designers and she set me up with oliver tolentino and he basically pulled out the dress and he was like this is the dress and when i saw it i almost cried and i'm like that is the dress like it's just like it was everything from like 
my vision that I was like, okay, that's the dress. So as soon as I stepped on the red carpet that day, I felt like I was meant to be there a little bit. Like I felt like it was the right dress. It was the right time. It was the right moment. And if this, if today was going to be the day I was going to win, like this is, this is the day that I feel it the most. So. Wow. Well, it was a really dynamite dress. So the fact that it came together so last minute is amazing. Um, Okay. So now who were you sitting with and what stands out to you about your pre-win and the experience of just taking in the ceremony that night? Um, Well, I was sitting with um, my agent, David Ritchie, which it's, it's crazy because he's been my agent from the first time he met me at a bar in downtown Toronto. Um, And I had no acting experience and we went on this roller coaster together and he's still my agent. Um, So my husband came to my first Emmy nomination and I was like, maybe I'll bring my agent to this one. And he he was like, I'm going to be in town. So I was like, all right, come on. And then my husband was like, I'll be at home watching with my son. And I was excited about that for him to see me on TV. Um, So I was with my agent. And then I was also with um, Tosha Story, who played my mother um, on the show, who I was sitting beside her when she was because she was up for a nomination in the um, guest star category. And um, she didn't end up winning, um, and but she was just so happy to be there. And her energy and her positivity, I, I knew she was the right person to be sitting beside me. Because unfortunately, it was going to be Melissa Ordway, but, you know, crazy COVID times, things happening, like things just didn't work out, which was, I was like, oh, so she wasn't, she wasn't able to be there. But I was so happy that, you know, her stand-in was someone like Tosha and Tosha's mother, I believe. So it was, it was really nice to have that moment with her too, because we talked about it. She was the one who inspired me to, to go into the lead category. Like, cause I was sitting there and I said, um, we, we went for lunch one day and I just said, yeah, you know, um, the Emmys are coming up. And I was telling her that, you know, she should really consider going in for the Emmys. And she was just like, I didn't think that that was something I could do. And I'm like, yeah, you should really consider it. And then, and then I told her about, you know, my nominations in the supporting category. And she was like, well, why are you in supporting? And I'm like, well, you know, just my character. And I think just how you feel, um, unfortunately, like over the years, how you feel as an ethnic character in the soap. Sometimes you feel like, well, you're just supporting. And it was Tosha that really looked at me. She was like, Michelle, Weiner's brought in me as to play your mom, brought in, you know, Jack to play your grandfather, brought in a sister for you. She's like, we're supporting your storyline. So you are a lead. And it was a weird way. Like, it was funny because I just never thought about it like that, where I'm like, you know, as we're all leading characters on the soaps, but I think there's certain times where your story is a little more supporting. There are times when, you know, you have a front burner storyline and it is a lead storyline and it's your responsibility as the actor to kind of take ownership of that. And she gave me the, you know, the inspiration to do that. So she was the right person to be there and witness this moment as well. So, yeah. Wow. That's awesome. All right. So, uh, you know, Finally, the the night is 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 uh, reaching its conclusion. Your category comes up. Can you talk us through what it actually felt like to hear your name called? Um, completely surreal. I was repeating my name in my head, <laughs> and I did it the same when I was nominated in the sporting actors category. I was like Michelle Morgan. Michelle. I do it at every every time when I was a kid, even when it was like an award show or it was like like you know we were up for awards and different for different things for school. And I'm like, I'm gonna get this one, and I would just say my name, say my name. So I was saying my name, and then they said my name, and then I had to take a moment to 
wait, they said my name and just kind of um, stand up and kind of, yeah, deal with the shock of it. But yeah, the first person that I hugged was Tosha because she was just like, she just grabbed me and she was just like, yeah, this was, she's like, I knew this was yours. And yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. And the craziest thing, um, my dad watched Weinars for Weinar for years. My dad's name is Michael. And, um, and he, so he always knew who Michael Baldwin was and my dad's name was Michael and, um, Sean, who's a good friend of mine on the show, he has the same birthday as my dad and they were the ones standing up there gaining the award. So it was, it was really special because my dad passed away a couple of years ago and it just felt like, yeah, he was just giving it to me, which was, yeah, really, <laughs> really special to me. So the award is special to me in so many different ways, especially since I do think that, um, I, got some of the inspiration for those performances from my dad because he didn't know his mom until he was 21 he didn't really get to build a relationship with her so i and him passing away um in 2019 it just felt like such a strange time to be telling this story and i really i had a lot of conversations with my dad and i really tried to put him in it as much as possible and um yeah and i felt like them giving me that award you know um christian leblanc and sean dominic was like my dad saying like yeah you did it you know so that was really special that's amazing um now your speech that you mentioned was absolutely perfect it was heartfelt emotional and really rising to the moment so was making it a blur to you or do you feel like you were able to be in your body and really live in that moment well, like I said, I kind of tried to practice my speech and the things that, I, and every time I said it, I said it about three times, it was always different when it got to kind of a moment where I, I wanted to kind of say what this moment meant for me. It always, it was always different. It was like, sometimes I talked about being a storyteller, sometimes I talked about multiculturalism, sometimes I talked about being a woman, like it was a weird, like, or a woman of color. And I just never knew what would come out. So I just also didn't want it to feel stale or rehearsed. So I just kind of said, you know, put that aside. And I'm just like, whatever's going to come out is going to come out. Um, whatever's right for the moment. But I just want to make sure that I remember people's names before so that I don't get kind of in my head and like hung up and nervous about that and being like, oh, I forgot this person or I forgot that person. So let me just practice those. So I practiced those, like I actually wrote those down. And those were the things that were flying out of my head <laughs> in the beginning. And I felt out of body and I didn't really know exactly what I was saying. But I just remember this moment where I, I remembered um um, I remember Patty Denny and Patty Denny was the makeup artist on YNR for like decades. And, um, and she was retiring. She's retired pretty much the same day that I that I left, that I was my last shoot date on the show. Um, so we kind of celebrated that together. And as soon as I remembered her, I felt like I just locked into like what this moment meant. Like I really felt it where I, I felt like I was in my body, but I was also kind of out of body, just kind of letting my soul take over in a weird way and just like letting everything just kind of flow through me. And that's when I just felt the most aligned and connected to that moment. Have you watched it back? I wasn't going to, funny enough. <laughs> I wasn't going to because I hate watching myself especially on interviews. Like, so if you did put this anywhere, I would never see it because if I caught a glimpse of it, I would just skip past it. Um, so I wasn't going to watch myself. And then when I got home, my husband was like, did you see it? And I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to see it. And he was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I remembered what I said. Like, I felt good about it. And yeah, I don't know if I want to see it. He's like, you have to watch it. I'm like, okay, fine. So he, he recorded it for me. And it was really sweet because it was a recording with him and my son watching it. 
So like I got to see my son's reaction and hear my son. My son kind of had tears in his eyes. Really sweet. And um and yeah, so when he recorded it, he like I when I watched it, it was kind of that similar feeling where I saw that moment where I kind of locked back in and I wasn't, you know, um Michelle, just Michelle Morgan, who's like trying to be an actress. I was, you know, Michelle Morgan, who's kind of arrived in her artistry and felt confident in, you know, the message that she wants to deliver to the world moving forward, period, you know, and I think it's a message of unity. I think that's who I am. And I felt when I kind of rose to that moment and I saw it when I watched it back, I didn't feel nervous. I didn't overanalyze my hair or how I said things. It just felt, yeah, right. Felt totally right. Oh goodness. So <laughs> it was especially as someone who who grew up loving soaps, loving YNR. What does it mean to you that you know you were named the outstanding lead actress in a daytime drama? Um it means a lot. It means like all of those years of watching YNR were not for waste. <laughs> <laughs> well, where's Miami? Um, but it, it just it, you know, like it really meant everything to me in terms of um, why I was on this journey. It just felt like it reconfirmed for me that um, this was the right path to take because I had a different path and I wanted to be an attorney. And that's where everything was leading me. So taking this big leap of fate was really hard for me. And um, it just kind of confirmed in my mind and in my heart that like it was the right you know path to go down. And, and it, it was in this weird way, because now it's out that I'm, you know, changing my status on the show in this weird way. It was like my next, my last day on YNR was going to be the next day. And it just felt like it was such a perfect bookend to this journey. And it was so right for the time in my life. And it just felt like, and I, and I always said that I wanted to experience that before I left, I, but I always thought it'd be in the supporting category. So the fact that I was in the lead category, it just, it took my breath away. And it just reminded me that, you know, you just, in this life, you shoot for the stars, you, you shoot for the moon, you know, and you might like, or you shoot for the stars and you might land on the moon. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's always gonna, like, if you just trust in God and the universe and have some faith, sometimes your dreams are even bigger than you thought. And I never in a million years thought that I would do anything like that. So yeah, so it was, yeah, crazy. <laughs> Um, and even though you said it so beautifully that night, you know, what does it mean to you now, especially to be the first black actress to have lead actress winner before her name? Um, <laughs> it means that I think it means that I finally feel like the actor that I always knew I was, you know, so I, it's because I didn't have that background in in um theater or anything like that. Um, and because I was, you know, an immigrant moving to Canada and then I immigrated again to the United States. Um, so just been an immigrant all my life. Um, I, it just kind of, it tell, it reminds me, I think on a constant basis now that, you know, anything is possible and everybody needs to know that anything is possible and that, you know, if we just believe in our path and in our journey, there's nothing that's really going to stop us. And being a person that's, just an example of another glass ceiling that can be broken so that every woman, every, and you know, other, obviously men too, but I'm the woman category. So <laughs> every woman coming after me can feel like it's possible and they don't have to second guess that, you know, entering into that category. Um, and yeah, so it just, 
it just reminds me to keep pushing towards my purpose and following my heart and knowing that no matter what, I'm going to end up where I'm supposed to be. I love that. So it was really obvious how much your victory was hugely celebrated by the whole YNR gaggle that was present that night. You know, what did it mean uh, to you to, to see them so proud, so excited and so joyful for your win? Um, it just it reconfirmed to me the family that we are, like really on YNR. I've heard things about other soaps, so I don't want to bad talk anybody, but you know, there can be drama or this or that. And YNR, weirdly enough, like we all really get along. You know, we talk to certain people more just because of storyline reasons, but in general, we kind of all know each other. We all, you know, are really close. I've had some amazing conversations with everyone. Um, so since the win, it just kind of reminded me, you know, how much of a family we all are. And they were all so amazing and like really celebrated me and were really happy for me. And they knew how much work I put into, you know, this storyline. And they were just, they were, they were as excited as I was, which was, you know, really special behind the camera and in front of the camera. So, yeah. Well, we have to ask, where do you keep your Emmy? Um, well, funny enough, right now it's in a box. It's been in a box for a while. People keep asking me that. And I'm like, gosh, I gotta pull it out of the box. But kind of because I got two crazy kids running around and um we're doing some built-ins in the living room um that keeps getting delayed. So hopefully the built-ins are gonna be in next week and it's gonna sit in one of the built-ins right around my TV. So I can see it every time I watch TV <laughs> and when I'm in the kitchen and the dining room. So it has a perfect view so it can just follow me around the house. <laughs> That's perfect. So I don't want to say that you were keeping a secret on Emmy night, but, you know, given the timeline, you knew that night that you would be changing your status at YNR and moving from contract to recurring status. Um, did that color the significance of the win for you? Uh, yeah, like I said, it kind of it just, it made me feel like, yeah, this was the right thing to do. And it's a, it's a nice souvenir to walk, walk away <laughs> with. Um, but like, it just kind of, in a funny way, it, it kind of reminded me that like, you know, YNR is always going to be there in a weird way. And like, it, it felt like YNR gave me this gift. And now I felt like I could just, I could run with it and not feel worried that, you know, even if my character dies, you know, she can come back. So, <laughs> you know, the feeling that, that it was, it was the right time. It was the right time for me to kind of move on or, you know, reduce my status to recurring. I think it was the right decision and everything was aligning to kind of set me up for whatever comes next. <laughs> well, let's get into your decision to go recurring. So you told fans in an Instagram live that this was a decision you reached all the way back in December of 2021. So talk us through what you were feeling and thinking that led to you making that decision. Um, well, they wanted me to sign back on for three years. <laughs> And I've been on the show for a while. I've actually been on the show for nine years and I left for eight months. And I always thought that, you know, this, this show would be a part of my journey, but, and I had to be because I watched the show my entire life and I have so much respect for the genre and it's inspired me. It's probably the reason why I'm an actress watching some of the storylines growing up. I've always felt like, you know, soaps can be very like ahead of its time in a lot of those storytelling and inspire people. And they have a way of connecting to people that might not have access to these different lenses and these different ways of seeing the world. So I've always felt so um, honored to be a part of this show and have this experience. But then when um, they asked me if I was going to sign back on for three years, it was, it was just a, a moment of like, and 
and just to be clear, like when I, when I came back, it was, they really stepped it up and just kind of showed me my worth, um, like financially in storytelling and everything. And I really appreciated it. And that's why it was so hard for me to go and have these meetings, but I kind of, you know, I met with everybody and I just told them that, you know, this time around, like, it's not anything other than the fact that I think that this is just the right time for me to kind of move on, like just in light of, you know, the pandemic and being away from my family, literally feeling trapped in LA, all of my family was in Toronto and just crossing the border was, you know, a nightmare and just kind of having that experience and re kind of really reevaluating what I felt was like important for me at this time in my life. And I just felt like I wanted to tell more cutting edge stories just in light of like Black Lives Matter and just see what else is out there that I can be connected to because I love YNR and I love the soaps, but you know, there's so much going on right now. There's so much in, you know, on all, all different platforms that I just wanted to have this opportunity to go out there and see if there's another story that, um, that I can tell or that I can be an impactful part of. And along with that, I kind of wanted to take a step back and give my kids some time to, you know, get back to Toronto and really get to know their family and make up for some years that we lost and we had a bit of a tragedy in our family a few months ago, um, which kind of really solidified for me because, you know, I think everybody, you know, you make a decision in December, which is like six months before I'm supposed to leave. And then you you never know what will happen. And the show is kind of banking on that where they're like, you know, you never know what will happen. Michelle might change her mind a week before, the day before. Um, but when we had that family tragedy, it just kind of reminded me that, no, that this is the right decision for me right now in my life. And I I said this to a friend of mine that I, I really appreciate YNR for giving me the freedom and the sense of security to kind of take this leap. And, and I know just through the people that I've made relationships with on the show and, um, and the work that I've done, that if I ever need a safety net, they can be that for me. And I don't I don't really have that in my life um, too much. Like I don't come from a wealthy family. Like that's the reason why I had to be a lawyer. I needed to do something stable. Um, that's kind of part of the reason why when YNR came around, it felt like the most stable gig for an actor. And now I'm just, I've kind of come into my own where I've, I felt that now YNR has become that safety net or that stability for me and that family for me that they gave me kind of, the, the energy, the power, the inspiration to kind of see if there is more to be kind of achieved out there. And I can always come back home. And they made that very clear. <laughs> well, That's, let us say we're just so sorry for your loss, of course. You know, as I'm listening to you and thinking back to the previous podcasts we've done with you, um, you, you seem to like really be someone who like lives in that trusting your gut and following your path. You know, has that always been you or is that something that you've come into as you've grown um yeah that is something that I came into and it was very connected to um my accident that I had when I was 19 and I broke my neck and I kind of a few years earlier I felt like so out of alignment in my life and I just felt like you know like um with school and getting, you know, getting the things that I needed to get to law school, I just felt like things were so sticky. And, you know, like I was, I would, I just, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just like, I just, 
I felt angry with God <laughs> for like two, three years before that. And, um, and when I broke my neck, I just, I kind of had a moment with God and with the universe. And I felt, you know, this support from them that I never really felt before. And this inspiration to kind of find my passion and go out there and, and if I get a chance to walk again, make sure it, it means something, you know, and take those risks and take those chances and, and you only have one life to live. And it just started to change my entire perspective. Cause I think I came from, you know, I always wanted to be the good daughter and do the right things and make the right decisions and not take too many chances because too many chances can lead to bigger mistakes. And, and that's why that's that, accident kind of changed my perspective in that way and put me on this path. And as I've gotten older and throughout the years, um, that faith has just been strengthened in me like more and more and more. So yeah, it's definitely something that I've grown into. Um, well, how did your castmates react when you told them you were leaving or that you would be changing your status? Yeah, they were really, they were really sad. Um, but they were like, but you're still going to be here. You're still going to be around, right? You're coming back. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm coming back in a couple months. And I did. And, you know, I'm like, I don't know, you know, when I'm going to come back after this, but you know, it's nice to, it's, it, it's nice to feel like, you know, a sense of like, um, well, I think this time around, I also connected with a lot of other um, actors on the show um, coming back and being a different character. And I got to work with different people. So it was really nice to just feel like so many more people were like, oh, you're leaving again. No, no. But like they were happy for me and they were like, you know, they were they were really excited for me and for the opportunities that they feel like will really come for me so you know I felt I felt happy and content with that but I'll always miss them um the last time we had you on the podcast um which was right when you were coming back on as Amanda you told us that in retrospect it was clear to you that leaving YNR the first time when Hillary died was ultimately like more of a spiritual thing than a career thing and that your time away allowed you to really like fill your cup as a wife and a mother, uh, have that time with your husband, your children. So job aside, just as Michelle, just as like a woman with a life outside of YNR and her career, you know, what do you think will be possible for you now that staying on contract at YNR and carrying a heavy storyline load would not have yeah so for me I we can travel a lot more and spend a lot more time in Toronto um with my family and with my sisters and my my sister-in-laws and um you know get my kids to really get to know all of their cousins and their aunts and their uncles and just spend a lot of like family time together and give them I think for me like just going on like it's aside from my career, I mean, aside from my career in YNR, I think that it's also allowing me to kind of dive into some of my projects and my passion projects that I have. So I've had some time to kind of do more writing. And I have a feature that I really want to, you know, get some traction on so I can focus on that. Um, I can focus on another pilot that I was trying to write. And I think that this is just, it's the time that I can that I can do that and now I can dedicate it to other things, which I'm really excited about. And um, and also dedicate it to my family a little bit more, so. Well, speaking of family, you did have a big arc on YNR with Amanda reconnecting with her birth family, which brought Tosha Story and Leanne Rose onto the canvas as her mother and sister. So tell us about your experience working with them and developing your off-screen bond with them, starting with Tosha. 
Um, well, with Tosha, it just felt like an instant connection, you know, like um, when you work with people as an actor, sometimes you just don't know what you're going to get, especially when you're on the soaps, they move at a really fast pace and somebody's going to come in who's never done a soap before. You're not sure how it's going to work and you're not sure if you're even going to connect with them on a level, but you're going to make it work because that's what we do as soap <laughs> actors. We make it work. Um, so when I met her, I just told her, you know, I'm like, hey, do you want to? Do you want to just go run lines? And she's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. She's like, I'm so nervous. I love YNR. And, and I'm like, oh, you're you're nervous because I know you are you have a series that you do. She does the oval. And she was just like, yeah, but I've never been, you know, on YNR. And like, I'm so excited. And that, like, I have to take pictures with people. I need to get a picture with Eric Braden. Like, so she was like a fan on the show. And she was, you know, um, she mentioned my work and she was awesome. Um, so we sat down and we just kind of talked and we talked about life and we barely ran lines but we connected um on a soul level on a spiritual level on a um friendship level really quickly and talked about our lives and she she also confided in me a little bit of that the story was connected to her in a way as well with her own like life and upbringing or um in that world um so that made me feel like you know i really had like a teammate in these scenes because we both wanted to make them you know um just really special for whoever was out there watching and i think that we we accomplished that <laughs> you did um, <laughs> what about yeah, leanne? oh leanne it's so funny because i well it's funny because i call even when i talk to my sisters and my friends um I'll say, oh, like, oh, I, I went to lunch with my mom. And they're like, your mom? I say, your mom in Trinidad? I'm like, oh, no, I mean my TV mom. And, and then I'll, I'll say, you know, I went to lunch with my mom and my sister. I'm like, no, my TV mom and sister, because we really felt like that. It was really funny. We have this thing where we go and get sushi every time we're on set together. And we talk and we laugh and we have a lot of sake. And they really feel like like family members in this weird way. Um, and we always talk about it. Like, even when we're on set, I'm always like, oh, sis, sis. Like, she's just the, like, it's funny how we just kind of fell into those <laughs> those roles. But um, but it just it was I think it's, it was right and really great casting. Yeah. I mean, great. we won the Emmy for that, too. So <laughs> 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 really great casting. <laughs> Absolutely. When you um when you think about like the process of creating Amanda and making her distinct and different from Hillary, uh, I think obviously by the end it was probably second nature. But what would you say was challenging, and how did you navigate those challenges? Well, the most challenging thing was me working with Brighton because and yeah, me working with Brighton because he was the same person and the yeah. same character and trying to make those interactions feel different and fresh and unique um, in their own way was very important to me because I felt like if people just kind of saw us together, they'll automatically just, you know, think Hillary. And I wanted, and I felt like if I could do that, then I can do anything. I can, I can fully lean into Amanda, which is kind of what I felt like in the end. So I really focused on those interactions a lot um, because we had so much history and making sure that just the way that I talked to him, my cadence, how I how I speak or how I have um, the certain conversations with him, just making sure that they feel really different um, than when I played Hillary. And then with um, it was interesting because I came back to be Amanda and um, Hillary's best friend was Phyllis. 
and I started becoming best friends with Phyllis, but that was an easier transition because I'd never actually worked with Michelle. Um, so it was like a different person. So we could build this different relationship pretty organically. So that was easy. Um, but other than that, yeah, it was just about, it was a little bit difficult because Hillary was such a strong character, but she had so much brokenness to her. And Amanda is a strong woman, but she has a hidden brokenness to her. So it was finding, you know, the nuances of these strong women and making them feel different in their anger, in, you know, how they take things, in how they respond in different situations, because they're different people and just trying to tap into the fact that, you know, um, Amanda was a different person and really trying to flush out her history, you know, coming from foster care and what that meant and how that would change how she handles different situations, her being an attorney, how she would handle different situations, probably not, you know, blow off the handle like Hillary. So I had to kind of rein that in. But it was funny because in the beginning, I felt like, you know, it sounded very much like Hillary because I think a lot of the writers, they're excited. They're excited to have me back. But in the writing, I felt like I could say all of this like Hillary and I knew exactly how I would say it. So it was uh, so sometimes I would say it as Hillary and just be like, do not do that <laughs> because Hillary is second nature. So then I would just try and figure out how I would say it differently and how I can make it appear different. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, by the end, it felt like second nature and it felt like I could lean into um I could be a little more uh, passionate about certain things because it was, it, even though she was an attorney or she was a different person, she's still being put under these like intense pressures. Like when she's finding out that her grandfather was um, a part of it and everything. So her reaction can now be a little bit more like Hillary, but you know, it's warranted. It's a little more warranted or Hillary. I don't know. Sometimes her responses were not warranted, but they were fun. <laughs> Um, now, when they brought on your family, did you know where that story was going? Like, did you know the end of the mystery that they were telling or was it unfolding for no. you as it was? No, Josh Griffith likes to keep everything really close to his chest. <laughs> he, he'll he just be like, well, in real life, you never know where you're going to end up. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it, it definitely creates a challenge for an actor, um, but, and, but a nice challenge. And certain actors welcome it and I welcome it where I'm just kind of like, you know, it's true. I don't know where I'm going to end up. So I just play each scene with all the nuances that I can and make all of the interesting choices that I can and just you know um and and keep telling the story and then find out you know with everyone else <laughs> were you guessing along the way um, yeah I, I made some yeah definitely made some guesses and I watched YNR for many years so I, I kind of had this feeling that that's where it was going but you know you never know writers throw you curveballs and you're like ah but no, I had this feeling. So no, it definitely went down the path that I thought it would. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so Wynar taught me well. <laughs> did. The last time uh, we had you on the podcast, you you said that you were hoping to get to interact with Michelle Stafford as Phyllis. And that is a wish that came true. Because uh, because you had been such a Phyllis fan as a viewer, what was it like to get to form that relationship with Michelle Stafford? Oh, it was everything that I wanted. You know, I really got to know her as a person. Um, I respect her as a person, as an actress, as a friend. Um, she has been such a pleasure to work with. And 
she she just reminds me so much to just trust my instinct and we yeah we work so well together connect so well together and i feel like sometimes we do scenes and we don't know how it's gonna go and we just kind of look up at the end and we're like that was really fun like you know that <laughs> and that's what i love about working with her is that you never know exactly what you're gonna get you know she she always keeps you on your toes and then it makes me want to keep her on her toes and i think that's what makes you a better actor so it was an honor a pleasure and yeah definitely one of my dreams come true well you did mention working with brighton again so let's talk about creating a new dynamic now because obviously hillary and devon were a huge couple did you feel mm -hmm. any pressure coming in and trying to like make amanda and devon a thing like they were like what was that experience like for you guys um yeah i did feel that pressure <laughs> that i was like oh my gosh like you know i have to make this totally different character but somehow we still have to make it you know feel fresh and passionate and all the things that you know soap viewers love to see and then we also have to do it six feet apart right <laughs> because that all happened you know during the pandemic um so i think i think there's a, a few different reasons why i don't think that amanda and devon really got their legs as much as hillary and devon did um, but I, th I think that we did our best to make them so different that we needed the time to build the story a little bit. And, and I think a little bit of that was kind of, you know, stunted by the COVID experience. Um, but yeah, but I kind of, I, I mean, I never really got in my head about it. I wanted it to be as successful as Hillary and Devon, but I, I also was like, I don't know where, you know, we're going to go or where we're going to end up. So, you know, let's just see how let's just play and see where it goes so yeah it was fun and it's always fun working with him well in 2021 uh you know not only did you turn in daytime emmy winning performances but it was also a year where in real life you had a soapy twist of having to go um, un undergo emergency surgery to correct a detached retina that uh sounds scary and painful all the things can you tell <laughs> us what happened um, nothing really happened. Um, I just, I, well, I had to go to, um, I needed to get new contact lenses and I was very upset, you know, and that's why I'm, I'm very big about alignment and just try and flow where the universe takes you because I called and I said, no, I should have a refill. And they were like, no, you have to go and get your, your eye test done. It's been, I think over a year. And I'm like, I did the prescription should last for two years. And I was arguing with them and I was like, okay fine i'll just go get my eyes checked i haven't gone in a year i'll go get them checked so i went and the woman saw something and she's like i think i want to just send you to a specialist just to be safe it could just be you know old scar tissue but i just see something here that i just want to make sure that it's okay so i'm like okay so she sent me to a specialist i think like two weeks later or a week later i went in there and um he was like oh you're young you know we'll just take a look it's probably just you know, they're being a little overly cautious. And then he looks at my eye and he's like, okay, so um, no, your retina is detached. And, and, um, and this is what we have to do. And you're going to be, you're going to do the surgery and then you're going to be sitting face down for seven days. I couldn't even like take it in because I'm like, I'm going to be face down for seven days and you have to repair my eyes. So my eyes are going to be bloodshot. I'm like, I looked at him, I'm like, I, but I'm an actress. How am I supposed to do this? And he's like, well, your health is more important. I was like, <laughs> I was like yes, no, I know. I just, how, and he was like six to eight weeks recovery. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen? So I, I jumped on the phone and I called, um, 
Tony Marino right away as executive producer because I I was so like that's how in the storyline I was. I was so excited about the storyline and I I just was like I I I didn't know what would happen. I was like I don't I don't what am I how are we going to do this? Like are you guys going to wait for me or what are we doing? And he was just like Michelle you need to not worry about any of that. You just go get the surgery done. Take care of yourself. We'll talk in a couple of days. Just don't even think about us right now. Think about you. And he was so amazing and reassuring. And I just was like, okay, I hung up the phone and didn't think about that. Just kind of focused on my eye surgery. Um, And yeah, I got the eye surgery done. And then I was stuck in a chair for seven days, staring at the floor. That was that was interesting. It reminded me of my five days staring at the ceiling when I broke my neck. Oh, I was like, why is this happening again? <laughs> but I always, during those times in my life, I've, I've always been inspired by those moments. So it's weird how when things like that happen to me, I kind of get excited <laughs> because I'm like, all right, God, like, okay, I know I just got to get through this. I just got to find the strength to get through this with humility and find the inspiration, find, you know, find out what it is, the lessons that I need to learn and um, just do a little bit of soul searching. And you're giving me all the time that I need to reflect and, and, you know, do that. So, you know, let's, let's do it. And, you know, I think a lot of that was me starting to think about leaving YNR was around, you know, that time that I started to think about it because they come to me a little bit earlier and they, and then it was, you know, so it was me kind of really reflecting on if that was something that I wanted to do at the end of the year. So, um, so I spent some time doing that <laughs> and I felt like God was like, yes, take some time. And yeah. And then, and um uh, Carla Mosley was the one who stepped in for me and I was so honored because I've watched her work and it was funny because she I just wanted to know that somebody you know who was going to step in was going to be able to kind of you know pick up the storyline and keep it going for me and you know have the the ability to do it and also like I just wanted to know that you know that it's something that they needed too and Carla called me and she was like I just want you to know that I needed this job so much for personal reasons and like I'm so you know like blessed to have this opportunity I'm gonna do my best for you and I was I was just so touched and like I was like okay that's all I needed to now rest and repair and I mean how it still worked out that I was gone for I think six weeks and yeah and I still was able to tell my entire story like Carla you know filled in for me perfectly just to kind of keep it alive but the real guts of the story they really saved for me to attack when I got back so so yeah so it was it was definitely a journey but but it was um but it was good it's nice it's always nice to kind of recover from those things and look back and just remind yourself like of your strength and you know, that, yeah, that you can do anything. So just don't ever, don't ever be scared to take that risk, you know? With two young children, not only is it very hard to imagine the actual reality of you, you know, being able to sit undisturbed for seven days, but also with two young children, it's probably the only way you were going to get time to think. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very true. It was the funniest thing because we had to be in this special chair and my daughter would come and she would just like cuddle me on the chair. And then I had like a mirror then I'm like read to her it was it was an interesting couple of weeks but then there was you know moments where I was just like I need to be in my chair and 
you know, I have to do some meditating and listen to some audiobooks. And, you know, that's like what I have to do. <laughs> and yeah. my husband's like, okay, I, I guess, I guess I can, <laughs> I can't do anything about that now. So yeah, so it was, it was like a blessing and a curse. <laughs> Um, I was going to say the same thing then happened to Peter Bergman. Like, did you commiserate? Did you give him some advice? Yes. No, he actually did call me and he was like, yeah, this just happened to me. And I just wanted to talk to somebody who's experienced this. Um, but he actually had symptoms where I didn't have any of the, the symptoms. My, like, my vision was not obstructed at all. They caught it really early and it wasn't um, that bad of a tear. So they were, so I didn't have any of the symptoms. So I kind of was like, I don't know how to connect with you on that, but I know you got to do the face down thing. And I kind of gave him some tips about that. And you know, we have such a great relationship. So I had like a nice two hour long conversation with him, just walking him through that and letting him know you know it's gonna come down like a shade and then you're just gonna start seeing again and he was and yeah he was he was excited to kind of just get some get somebody's feedback who's been through it so yeah well they say bad things happen in threes so I'm worried for like the retinas in the rest of the cast <laughs> um so um all right so back to YNR this isn't goodbye because you are on recurring and we'll see Amanda as the story and your schedule allows. But what have you been up to since you shot your, your last visit? Uh, and, and oh, well, I'm back in Toronto because um, I have a house here. So we basically aired out the house, um, got the kids enrolled in school here. We're like, we don't know how long we're going to be here, but we're like, let's just settle in and, you know, and let the kids have a chance to go to school in Toronto. Be with. So they're going to school with some of my good friends, kids too. Too, so they're like just loving it. It was such an easy transition for them. Um, so I've been out here. I've been unpacking and kind of fixing things in the house and making it, you know, the home that we that we built for our family. And then I booked YNR, and then our home was in LA, and we never actually got to use it. So now we're really getting to kind of air it out and use it and make it the home that we wanted it to be. So I've been doing that. Um, I may or may not have booked something that's coming up. <laughs> that'll be fun too. Yeah. So that'll be fun too. So I'm going to do um, some episodes on, on a show as well. Another show, which I don't know if I want to disclose that yet. I'm like, I got to read. <laughs> um, but yeah, so getting back to work, doing a little bit of work and, and auditioning and kind of just, just getting to talk to some of the people out here and catching up with family and friends and yeah. And traveling. I got to go to Trinidad, which I hadn't, I hadn't been to Trinidad in over 10 years. My husband wow. got me a surprise trip right when I left the show. So I basically left, did like a week of Emmy stuff. And I thought I was jumping on the plane to come to Toronto. And he was like, no, we're actually going to Trinidad. And we went right to Trinidad for two and a half weeks. I got to see all of my cousins and their kids and my mom. And it was a really special trip. And yeah, so I've, I've gotten all the family time in, but I still want more. I'm a cancer. I need more <laughs> family time all the time. <laughs> did you get like a hero's welcome? Oh, kind of. Yeah. And I had, I did some interviews while I was down there. Everybody wanted to talk to me. And yeah, so it was, it was really nice. It was really nice to be home, but it was funny because no, in Trinidad and in Toronto, nobody's expecting me to be there at all, you know, and like, and you know, it's a very multicultural city. So people just, the amount of people that come up to me and they'll just be like, you know, you look like exactly like you're identical. Like, you know, you look just like this girl. I don't know if you watch YNR, but this girl on YNR, you look so much like her. And I'm like, Michelle Morgan. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her name. I'm like, 
yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> it's happened so many times in Toronto. That's how. And the funny thing was in Trinidad, I only got recognized like once, once or twice randomly. And it was kind of like that same scenario. But funny enough, my husband got recognized when he went to he went to buy some like pops or something or sodas um, at some like a stand or something. And the woman was like, oh, my gosh, you're Michelle Morgan's husband. <laughs> my husband was like what was like, you you michelle Morgan's husband and um and yeah he was just like this is so weird that he got recognized and she recognized him from my instagram so then he came back and he's like well you have to go say and say hi to her and take a picture with her and i'm like okay celebrity he felt like a celebrity for a moment so i was like okay so yeah but um but yeah it's been been nice That's so funny <laughs> and, yeah and trinidad's been awesome they were so thrilled to have me home and then i went on their you know local station their local like morning show and that was really nice and it was just nice to just connect with everybody and and feel how proud they are of me mm-hmm. so you're now situated somewhere that has its own bustling production industry so are you looking to remain in canada and work there or maybe come to los angeles go back and forth what's your plan I mean, in an ideal world for right now, because my kids are small, um, yeah, I would love to book an American show. If anybody's listening, an American show shooting in Toronto. (laughs) So yeah, I would love to book that on a SAG contract. (laughs) But um, yeah, in an ideal world, because then I get to, you know, stay close to home. And I think that that's the one thing that a lot of my friends in LA and on YNR have, you know, like, and they understood that about me where you know, I came down to LA for the show, you know, for YNR. Now my life has changed so much um, that I was kind of rethinking where I wanted to be in the world. And, you know, and I even, I've talked to them where I was just like, if this is where my sisters were, where my family was, where I grew up, like, I think this wouldn't even be a conversation, you know, like, I think I would see on YNR unless something tore me away, you know, because it's just such a great gig all to, all in all. But um. But yeah, like being out in Toronto, like I would love to be here as much as possible and be able to work in, you know, the town that I grew up in. So that would be awesome. But, you know, later on when my kids are a little more grown up and mom can just go away to Los Angeles and that beautiful weather for work, like that might be the next gig. (laughs) The next gig might be trying to get my my time back to L.A. during all these cold months that are about to come to Toronto and remind us why we had, you know, the best time in L.A. It's coming. I feel it. It's coming. Um, now, one of the reasons that you were initially attracted to playing Amanda is that you had always wanted to play an attorney. And as you mentioned, had in fact thought, you know, kind of come close to becoming one yourself. So is there another like career that you want to play that's on your bucket list as an actress? We should just put it out there, right? I know I should. Um, career wise that I'd want to play. I mean, I want to be a superhero. Doesn't everybody want to be a superhero? That's a real job, right? That's a career choice, right? Like I would love to be <laughs> a superhero at some at some point. Um, that would be a really, yeah, a really good career. You, you would look great in the cape, I'll just say. <laughs> the cape too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what would you say you'll miss the most about not being at the show on a regular basis? The people, all of them, you know, the the cast, the crew, um, all the executives, even the executives. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really going to miss everybody. Um, I've connected 
with everybody on that set in you know one way shape or form throughout the years and I have stories with almost everybody you know and there's a hundred people on the show and I'm gonna miss them definitely the most um I feel like they they brought Amanda out of me they brought Hillary out of me they you know they gave me that safe place to kind of come into my artistry and you know, be able to work with my instincts and become the artist that I am. So they'll always be in my heart, but yeah, I'm definitely going to miss them the most for sure. <laughs> uh, um, you know, when you, when you look back at your, your, your years under contract to YNR, what, what do you feel are your proudest moments as, as Michelle, as Hillary and as Amanda? Uh, my proudest moment as Michelle is definitely the Emmy. <laughs> the <laughs> Emmy win was that's a that's a really hard one to beat. So that was that's definitely my proudest moment for me. Um, Michelle, I mean, for Hillary, for Hil funny enough, for Hillary, it was her death. <laughs> um, I was really proud of the work um, that we did to to kind of make her death a reality. And she had such an interesting journey on the show, and it felt so perfectly aligned with the soap operas that I've watched my entire life and the YNR that I've always known um, for her to die in, you know, her lover's arms, you know, in her wedding dress. It just felt like, wow, like I have really made it on the soap. This is amazing. And I know a lot of people were like, but they're killing you. But there was a part, it was just a part of it that I just was like, no, if you're going to go out, <laughs> this is how you go out. Like I was- Die in a wedding was... dress with everyone coming to cry over you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so that was that was one of my proudest moments as Hillary and I was so proud of the work that we did and that's when I got my um my second Emmy nomination was for that work so yeah that was definitely the proudest moment for Hillary and then for Amanda um I, it was Funny enough, it was being on that witness stand where a lot of the actors came to me and they said, how are you going to do this witness stand thing? They're, they're not building a courtroom. So there's no there's no there's no judge. There's no jury. There's no you know, there's not even a sudden like you're just and I'm like, you know, auditions really help with this. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm really I'm just going to I'm going to figure this out. And I was I was really happy with um with how I felt in that moment. I really felt like Amanda kind of triumphing finally and feeling like she's, you know, telling Sutton how she feels about what he did. And it just, it felt like, I think I felt the most connected to her journey on that witness stand, as funny as it was, even though there was nobody else around except for a camera and Christian LeBlanc asking me a couple questions, the back of <laughs> Christian LeBlanc's head, he always makes fun of that. He's like, yeah, you're just gonna see the back of my head walking back and forth. Um, but, um, but yeah, but I felt like, yeah, that was a really proud moment for Amanda. It mm -hmm. all kind of came to a nice end for her. Even uh, though it wasn't the end that she might've wanted, she definitely <laughs> wanted to kind of know her dad and her sister, but it was, it was a real ending, I guess. It was an ending that, that, that kind of honors the fact that we don't get to choose, you know, what our endings are a lot of the time. Um, and, you know, it's about how you kind of live through that. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, Michelle, I, I hope you know how much the fans adore you. Um, and what would you like to say to the YNR viewers listening who I'm sure understand your decision, even as they're bummed that they won't be seeing you as much on the show? Um, I just want to thank them so much for being so positive. I got so many um, tweets and comments that um, they're really happy that, you know, I'm taking this chance and 
you know, they're going to watch me in anything and support me. And I like that really hit my heart where I was just like, I, I feel so special and honored to kind of have fans that are so dedicated. So I just want to thank them for that. And even the ones that are bummed and they're sad that I'm going to be leaving and, you know, they want me to come back, but I'll, you know, I'll be in and out for sure. And, you know, you never know, you never know when you get older. And like I said, I want might want to retire in LA. (laughs) (laughs) I'll definitely probably be back at some point. Um, But yeah, but right now I've just appreciated their support to kind of let me go on my journey and figure this whole thing out called life and art and career and knowing that they're going to have my back. It's I'm really appreciative for that. So thank you guys so much. And um, and wait, wait for the next thing. It's coming. <laughs> well, before we let you go, it really is it's just so special that you grew up a YNR fan and became a beloved star of it yourself. And as you look back on your years with the show, how would you say your life changed when you first were hired and, and found out that the role of Hillary was yours? Um, how did my life change? I mean, everything changed. <laughs> YNR is, has been the biggest chapter of my life. It started when I was five, probably actually when I was in the womb. Um, it inspired me when I was growing up, um, watching, you know, watching Jess Walton and watching Michelle Stafford just like do their thing and then getting an opportunity to play a character similar to those characters that they've played that are, you know, complex and, you know, the bitchy ones, <laughs> but, you know, that have a lot of like life and, and complexity to them and multifaceted parts of them. And having that ability to do that was such a blessing. So it's like then being shipped, well, brought out to LA, I'm like shipped out to LA, but yeah. brought out to LA to, um, to, to be on the show. And I was, you know, I was in my twenties at the time. And then now I'm like, I'm in my thirties. I've got two babies. I had both my babies on the show um you know Nalia even got a little cameo because they did a little ultrasound thing and that was actually Nalia in there um so you know it's just my entire life has changed you know and when I walked in when I walked on set that day I I felt like I I I didn't I didn't know if I belonged you know I felt like I still felt like a fraud in the acting world I still, still felt like I didn't have all of the credentials and all of the and the diploma under my belt somebody being you know in academia for so long like how do you just go out there and do something so it was five years of me booking and working um in Toronto and being happy with the work that I did but always feeling like I couldn't trust my instinct like not sure and always second guessing and YNR gave me that where like it went to YNR now I just feel like I'm a, I'm a different artist I'm a different woman I'm a different person and it's all from the experiences that you know the show kind of gave me so yeah so I mean who am I now I'm a t- completely different person I mean talk about the changes that have happened in the nine years that I've been on this show that's a long question it's been such an inspirational journey to watch and we wish you the best of luck in what comes next and hope to see you of course all the time in Genoa City but when we do we will appreciate it even more and thank you so much for everything today it was great talking to you thank you it's amazing talking to you guys Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to Michelle Morgan for being our guest. If you like this podcast, please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to pick up a new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast.